Hey y'all, hey, it's your girl PK, and I'm here to explain it all. So, if you haven't followed me, I'm going to do a little backstory to explain so we can get on our way to basically go along this journey together. I was in a six-year relationship, and mm, I'd say a little over a year ago while I was in the relationship, I found out that... Um, Mr. Rogers, that's what I'm calling him because we met when we were neighbors. So I referred to him as Mr. Rogers. Him and I were neighbors. And I found out he was cheating based off of basically doing my taxes. Ariel, who's a good friend of mine, like a sister to me, was doing my taxes. And Mr. Rogers and I had a joint account and then we had separate accounts. Um, at one of the banks that we bank with. And so when she went in to do my taxes last year, she said, Hey, this, you know, the, the code, the, you know, two factor authentication code was getting sent to an old phone number. So I had to go into the dashboard on my laptop in the bank bank, um, website and, uh, change it. And when I went to change it, I noticed that our information it was a different address it was a it was a local address but it was a different address and I was like what is this and I had just started my coaching program well this is like week three in right and I changed the address and I just thought wait a minute so I look on the bank statements and I see this address that it was on our bank statement for months so of course I'm freaking out because I'm like our bank statements are going to this address I don't know who this is so I ended up, I was in my pajamas. I literally did not have a bra on. I called Nikisha, went down the highway to the address and went inside looking crazy. They had just opened. It was like right at 10 o'clock. And I said, I have some documents for so-and-so to sign. Um, can you lead me to where, which apartment it is? And he was like, oh yeah, he lives right there. So that's how I knew for sure Later on during the day, Nikisha did a reverse lookup on the address. And that's how I found out that there was a woman who was also listed as an occupant at that address. And then, of course, once we had that name, I began to dig. There was nothing on Facebook. There was nothing on Instagram. And it just it didn't dawn on me to look at TikTok. And it was basically in the middle of the night. Now, when I mentioned the name to Mr. Rogers, he was telling me that he had got the apartment for a friend of his. This is what he told me. He got the apartment for a friend of his and that, you know, basically I was tripping. Like, you're tripping. This isn't accurate. I mean, it was, it was a mess. It literally just, it was a mess. And I was just so devastated. But in the middle of the night, I just typed the girl's name in on TikTok and all the videos were there for about two and a half years. And the videos really weren't of her. They were of him. And she wanted to make sure that I knew who she was. That page was made for me. That page was built for me to see. And you can't lie on TikTok with the timing. The timestamps were there. So that's how I found out. I was devastated, but I'll back up because I found out about that at the end of March, like first, like April 1st. What's even crazier is once I started looking at the woman, I realized that she tried to order his birthday cake for me and she had been looking in my Instagram stories, but the filter on her Instagram profile 
was, you know, like black and white, you know, how everybody like changes it up or whatever. So I couldn't put two and two together. So that's what I found out. The woman is local. Like I said, um, he used an excuse. Um, he does have a child. He did say that she was the, his daughter does play sports and that she was affiliated with the sports program in some way. And the, and she had helped his daughter in training and that's how they met. I don't know if that's true or not. I really don't care. I think what was so sad about the whole thing is I didn't ever, I want, I've always wanted to get married, but it's not a goal of mine. I just always thought, you know, we don't have to be married. We can, you know, this is a marriage to me. It was a marriage. It was six years and I didn't necessarily have to have a piece of paper. He was very vocal about that early on. So I thought, okay, we're just going to be together forever. That's it. This is my marriage. I invested so much money and time into his business and what he wanted to do. He was in the trucking industry. But of course, when we started dating, he wasn't doing that. And I invested in that truck that he first got. Um, I helped financially with that. I helped with repairs. And I'm thinking to myself, I am trying to invest in our future. You know, that's my mindset about this entire thing. And I'm like, let's do it. Financially, I was doing great. I was working and doing my cake business. And I just felt like, okay, this is this is it. You know, I'm doing this for for us. And we were planning on moving to Charlotte at the time because he wasn't coming home. Little did I know he was coming home, but he wasn't coming to our home. And when I found out everything. I'm looking at these dates and like, you know, he was going to her house or their house. I'm not really sure. Um, but he wasn't coming to ours. It was always like, Oh, there's a, you know, the truck is down. Oh, there's these repairs. Oh, I can't come. Oh, I'm here. And of course you believe in your partner. There was never anything. My mom asked me this. People ask me this all the time. Like where there signs? There really wasn't because when you believe in your partner, you believe in your partner. I mean, that truck had been just going down so many times. And the only reason I do know that's true because, you know, things had to be done like rental cars or hotel rooms. And here I was like putting the bill thinking that this man has no money. And I, I still don't know if he had money or not, but again, this is someone that I loved and we were invested and it was six years. So why would he lie now? There was just there was no indication. There was no fallout. There was no breakup. There literally was nothing that I could pinpoint that would take me the direction of which the relationship was ending. Um, I did notice I just kind of got unhappy because it just wasn't around. It got longer and longer. So I had the retreat in Las Vegas in 2021 after covid that was at the end of March. That was the last time I saw him until we went to Mexico after July 4th weekend. I mean, and you think about that time, April, May, June, July. And when he walked in the door, I said, I don't know who you are. Like he had just walked in and I was like, I don't know who you are. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know who you are. Your energy is off this is weird. Like I remember texting Nikisha and I said, I feel like a stranger just walked in my house and she was like, maybe you're overreacting. You guys haven't seen each other in a long time. And I was like, no, something is off. And I asked him in that moment, I said, 
are you talking to someone else? Like, are you doing something else? And I never asked him that. And he was like, you're tripping, you know, no, you just, you know, I just walked in the door and you're trying to argue with me. And I was just like, no, just something seems extremely off, but I never would have thought it was cheating because why would you bite the hand that feeds you? We also have like mutual friends and we would always say like, oh, so-and-so cheated on so-and-so, like he would be stupid because he literally has everything because of the partner he was with. Like, how dumb are you to cheat on someone who is giving you a life that you didn't have. And when I look back, that's exactly what I had been doing. I could talk about it now and not cry. Um, it's it, it comes in waves um, because I am in a new place that I never saw myself in. I moved out the week before Thanksgiving last year. I did not tell him I, I took everything that, I, that was mine that I paid for and brought it with me. And it's been six months since I left. I hadn't seen him at the time that I had moved. It had been three months and I hadn't seen him. I did see him before Valentine's Day this year. Uh, he was in town. It had been six months since I had seen him. We had dinner twice. Um, got closure on that, or at least I did. And I felt okay about it. Communicated a little bit afterwards. Um, until the point I just had to say, don't contact me anymore because it's not healthy. Um, some of you may, well, a lot of you don't know, and I have talked about this in the K community, which I've always been in. You know, I did have a substance abuse problem at one point, and though I have not relapsed, I've relapsed once early on in my sobriety, this made me want to, when I found out everything, it made me want to relapse. It literally made me, <laughs> when when something tragic like this happens to you and you get cheated on, you start internalizing everything and you think, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. What did I do wrong? What did I do to push this person in the other direction? And honestly, it's not you. It's really them. And so when I was able to have that discussion with him, I said, you know, I was such a good partner to you. I gave you everything and more. You, I never said no to you. I gave you everything that you wanted and helped you. And he just said to me, you know, it was him. He was like, I was being selfish. It was me. But to look back and feel like, God, someone, someone didn't want to come home to you. Someone didn't want to look at you. Someone didn't want to be around you. Do you know how like demoralizing that is to a person to know that you went and spent time with other people and, and use that time? I, I was begging him at one point to come home. I'm like, if your truck is down, come home. Like, why are we spending money on hotel rooms and rental cars for you to be at wherever you're at? Just come home. It's cheaper to just come home. He didn't want to come home. So I struggle with that more than anything to know that I was looking for love and attention and energy and I wasn't getting it. And I think that is the thing that haunts me when my mind has waves of emotion is this person didn't even want to be around me. Like that is what hurts the most, but I'll even give you more. Uh, D came to stay with me, eight two three treats at the first of February, and Mr. Rogers had come home like the end of January. Um, it was like 
basically I was in Phoenix doing a meet and greet and a friend of mine had texted me and said, I had just saw Mr. Rogers at Papa Do's. And I was like, what? Cause he told me today he was in Atlanta. He didn't tell me it was home. And I ended up texting him like, you're at Papa Do's off of lemon. Like, what are you doing? You didn't tell me you were coming home. And then it was like, oh, I was trying to surprise you, which was a complete lie. He just didn't think that I would know he was in town. And he was like, I wanted to surprise you. I'm like, then why wouldn't you offer to pick me up at the airport? Like, it was just weird. He, so he basically stayed out all night. He, he created an argument with me, stayed out all night. And then D came the following weekend. And my cousin Teresa called me early one morning. I think it was like February 2nd. She was like, are you alone? And I was like, yes. So mind you, this is like a month prior, a little over, well, about two months prior to finding out about the woman locally. She says, there is an Instagram page with Mr. Rogers on there and it's got text messages and it's got photos of him and he's with another woman. That was woman number one. This woman apparently lives out of state. They had a past at one point and she had created a page and they had been basically like traveling and doing things together and going, doing activities. And then there was screenshots with his phone number with text messages of things that he had said about me that were not very nice. And it's crazy because he would say things like, we're not together. We just have business things that we're doing together. And, you know, I'm not with her. And I mean, just all types of things. I mean, it was so, soul crushing. And that was like February 2nd. And then at the end of March, like March 31st, I found out about um, number two. So I wallowed in self-pity, obviously, and like an idiot. I was like, oh, this is the first time this has happened. Technically, you know, let's give it another try. But just so you know, I just was like, floating like in a daze when I found out about the first woman I was like what and he claimed they didn't sleep together claimed it was pretty much like an emotional affair so I was like okay whatever the second time was different but they really weren't I think I felt the second time was different because of the amount of time that I saw on those TikToks but besides that it was the same and here I was thinking like we have this beautiful downtown Dallas apartment we have this beautiful home why would anyone want to mess that up? And then I thought to myself, when I stood there looking at the apartment, I thought, I did this. I created this. I'm paying for this. I'm doing all of this. Like, this is all Portia. This is not him. I, I looked around. I bought all the furniture. All the TVs were mine. Um, I was paying all the bills because he claimed that he didn't have it. So to know that he was spending the money he was making or claiming that he didn't have on other women doing other things is crazy because we had talked about going, we talked about moving to Charlotte, which I had mentioned earlier because I thought we don't see each other enough. So maybe if I moved to Charlotte, which was like a mood point because he was in Atlanta most of the time, but he was driving to Virginia. I was like, you know, or that's what he was telling me. I thought, okay, you know, Charlotte's a good halfway point. I love Charlotte. This is perfect. And I remember asking God to put me in the right place, remove people that didn't belong to me. I always do this at the beginning of the year, every year. And 
you know, just do your, God, do your thing. And here we were, Lise was about to be up. I had gone to Charlotte for D's class. I went, looked at some apartments. Like I, I went and did all of these things. Now, mind you, just a few months prior, I had looked at houses here in Dallas because I had gotten approved without him. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, let's move into this house. Like, let's do this. So to know that he knew we were talking about buying a house together, was going along with it, like all of these major life decisions and was going along with it saying, okay, I'm fixing my credit. I'm doing this to know that you, to know he had been cheating on me all this time was just, it's, it's disgusting. What's even worse is to feel like you don't know the person that you're living with. I think that's the crazy thing is you don't really, you start to think like, who is this person? I don't even know who they are. That's what was very haunting to me. Um, It's, you may look at my background and be like, oh, that's your apartment. It is. Um, I don't really like to show, I mean, this is obviously the main focal point of where I live, but I don't want to show other parts of anything because one of the ladies had her apartment set up just like ours. So the one that was local that he had an apartment with or whatever he was doing, they had had the same furniture that we had from our previous apartment. Um, Same TV stand liquor situation set up the same way. Like literally everything was set up the same way. It was very intrusive. So that's one of the reasons I don't go live on Instagram as much anymore because I have this weird fear and this feeling like someone mimicked our home and how disgusting is it that, that this person was basically there. You, it was multiple lives being lived and there's days that I, I, I'm, I am still in love with a person that I don't know because that person is, is dead. Honestly, like I don't, the person that I met and fell in love with, I never thought would do what they did to me. So, you know, how can you, it, it's a death. And you question everything. You question who you are. You question what happened. You question what you did. You question every single second of every single day that you thought you were happy. So when we did meet up and have dinner this year in February, I just said, you know, I don't know you. I don't believe you. I want to. You look good. You smell good. It feels real. But I don't know who you are which means I don't know who I am because we had this life and the life that apparently we had wasn't good enough for you. Everything I gave you wasn't good enough. I think a few years ago, I would have blamed myself, but I knew it wasn't me. I've always known it wasn't me. So that's just how I felt. It was, it was never me and it's never you. It's, it's them. Stay, leave, kids, divorce. I can't tell you what to do. I've always felt like I was in a marriage. That's how I felt. And um, it's hard to stay. It's hard to leave. It's never easy. I'm thankful we didn't have children. Um, But I'm very responsible financially. And our lease wasn't up until the summer. And I was like, fuck it, I'm leaving. I was broke. 
I'm trying to do my flavors. I had just quit my job and my parents didn't know what was going on. I had to call Stella. Stella's my mom. She paid my rent for the month of October and just said, get out, get the hell out of there. And that's exactly what I did. And then my best friend, Nikisha, flew in from Indiana. She stayed with me a week and I had movers. And then we moved the stuff that the movers couldn't move or, you know, wouldn't move. And we set this place up in a day, literally a day. And I could not have done that without her. I could not have done that with the support of my friends. But what I can tell you is you can stay. That's your choice. You can leave. That's your choice. Either decision is not easy, but, and I understand people maybe staying for their children or waiting for a certain time to leave. I totally get it. For me, that just wasn't the option. I'm a survivor. I'm strong. I fought a drug addiction and I thought if I could do that, I could do anything. And when we moved this apartment, I didn't know the strength that I had. It was like everything that I thought I had lost, I was gaining in that move. And I really knew it was time to leave because I had done the Dewdrops Learning event. I had got asked to go to Nigeria, to Lagos, and I went. And I remember knowing before I went on that trip, I thought, I'm not going to come back the same. I'm not going to come back the same. And I knew the answers were on the other side of that trip. So when I, it was time to leave, I was like crying so bad to Vanessa and Jeffrey because I didn't want to come home. Because I knew what was waiting for me. A decision had to be made. I cried on that plane ride home. My birthday was that Monday. And I got home on Sunday. And the only thing I asked Mr. Rogers to do was just be there for my birthday. I was like, I'm not asking for anything. I just want you to be here with me. And I did want to work it out. You know, there was a few months we were trying to work it out. And he had gotten COVID um, the week before. And he was just like, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. And he did it. And I just thought that was it. It was, un it was rocky before. I just didn't know that's what the issue was. Clearly, I didn't know it was cheating. I never would have thought he would have cheated on me. Never in a million years. And I think never in a million years did he think I was going to leave. But I did. And I don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. Especially when you've given your time, your heart, your emotions, your love, your time, your attention, your money, um, just so many things into someone. So for someone to betray you over for emotionally or physically is where is the communication as an adult to simply say, I'm not happy? Where is the communication to say, this isn't for me anymore before I do anything drastic? I never cheated on him. I never would. I've been a cheater in the past in relationships. When I was in my 20s, like who wasn't doing all that? But I say all this to say to give you the backstory. So you know where I'm at now. I am living alone just outside of Dallas. I'm still in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'm not working. Obviously, I work for myself. You know, I do my one-on-ones. I have my flavors. And I travel to teach, you know, cake decorating classes and I'm doing everything that I can do. There's moments, like I said, I don't want to go live because I feel weird. I feel weird now showing all of this. Um, it's uncomfortable, but I'm putting myself to uncomfortable position. I am dating. Uh, you know, I'm I'm living my life the best way I can. Some days 
harder than others. Some days I don't want to get up, but then there's days I realize I'm not maximizing my time. So that's where we are today. And I wanted to share that before we get into everything else. So you know why I am where I am. You know why I'm where I'm at. You know what I'm saying. And that's pretty much it. So welcome to the PK Project podcast where I am finding out who I am, reinventing myself, not because I want to, but because I have to, because the person that I thought was there doesn't live here anymore. She's gone. The life that she had is not here. So I'm creating a new one and this is where I'm at. So keep coming along this journey with me. Thank you for listening to my story on how I got here present day. It is April 19th, 2023. And, um, you know, I'm just out here trying to live my life like it's golden and do everything I can to pay my bills, be happy, keep my skin together, you know, and um, just live right or do what I can every single day. So thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast um, as I share my crazy journey and interview people, but this is where I'm at today. So thanks for listening.